Hey everyone, and welcome back to AV Basics. I hope everyone learned a little bit more about me and how I became to be an audiophile. As we spoke about in the last episode about the basics of what to look for in a TV, you know, the research and stuff like that, you know, it was a, a good basic budget, you know, episode and what you guys should be looking for as according to quality and uh, stuff like that, you know. Uh, we also spoke about soundbars, you know, why this was a good choice for an all-in-one like sound system and stuff to enhance your uh, your listening experience for uh, the picture on screen, you know, according to your room size and stuff like that. But uh, today in our episode, we're going to talk more about AVRs, you know, audio video receivers right after the intro. Alright, so what is an AVR, an audio video receiver? An audio video receiver basically is the brain of your system. It's where you plug everything into, your cable box, your PlayStation, your uh, Blu-ray players or uh, whatever need be. And that's what uh, feeds out to your TV, your sound to your speakers and obviously, like I said, the video to your, uh, your television. What do they do? Uh, it basically takes all the information coming in from every single one of your, uh, your components and projects them onto your TV and then sends out the signal of sound to your speakers. What are the pros and cons of having an AVR compared to a soundbar or uh, through your TV speakers? First off, it has way more power, can go way louder. You know, it can direct a lot of channels for multiple speakers if you do end up getting, which we'll elaborate more soon. Uh, but everything that that goes into the system is basically uh, enhanced, right? There's a processor inside which gives out a certain, uh, decodes a signal coming in from, like I said, your Xbox, your PlayStation, or whatever, and it uh, upscales them. What is upscaling? Upscaling is like enhancing the picture. It makes it clearer, it processes the sound, making it come out alive. The pros and cons of this as well, uh, the pros I would say more, would be more the, uh, the benefits of having an immersive sound system, or the clarity of it as well. Cons. Uh, I could say that maybe that it'd be too bulky. You have to have a lot of wires running from, let's say, your uh, all your Xbox, PlayStation, all the wires going to every speaker. So it can get kind of messy. If you're not capable of properly installing uh, wires in the walls or running them in the baseboards, you know, it, it could be very uh, annoying to people who have OCD, aka me. So I had to really, from myself, personal experience, I had wires running everywhere. It was disgusting. It got me really nervous. I had to end up just calling my electrician buddy, come over. We had to pass all the wires into the baseboards to get from the, the middle of the room well, against the wall all the way to the back, to the ceiling. So, uh, yeah, it could be a hell of a job. But if done properly, it's it's incredible. All right, a budget. What to look for? Well, there's different kinds of amps. AVRs, I call them amps because they kind of act as an amplifier. Uh, because every sing like a TV, every different kind of quality of screen, like I mentioned last episode, could be on a different budget scale. Obviously, the higher, the more power the amplifier has, the more things it could do, the more expensive it could get. But there are basic AVRs you can go out and buy that you know just can power a regular 5.1 system. Doesn't have to be a 4K. Doesn't have to be uh, Dolby Atmos enhanced or THX certified and stuff like that. You know, it all goes according to the power ratings that the the amplifier can give you. The more wattage, the more power, the more expensive it gets. 
what to look for in an amplifier, an AVR. Uh, basically, it's how many channels it has. But this, again, goes according to your specs of your room. If you can't put nine speakers on the floor, then you don't have to get a nine-channel amplifier, AVR. Uh, but it's future-proof once again. The more speakers you want to add to it, the more place you have on your AVR to add speakers, the better it would be. So two, five, seven, nine, it goes up to like 13 plus. There's so many different kinds of AVRs you can go get that uh, can uh, basically do anything you want. But for somebody who's basic, who listens to music or whatever, just needs a regular little AVR just to plug in some video, maybe two speakers on the sides, it'd be a good thing to uh, to get a regular five-channel amplifier, you know. The power ratings. What about, I, uh, more to explain about the power ratings would be to uh, make you understand that every speaker is different. You know, when you read up on a, on a the manual, or, oh, yeah, this gives me 200 watts, or that's 1,000 watts, and this and that. Well, it kind of breaks down to RMS and peak power. When you read up on uh, on a speaker or an amplifier or an AVR, it's like, okay, this does uh, 80 watts, uh, five channels, seven channels, whatever. A channel is basically uh, for one speaker, let's say. So channel one is, let's say, your left. Channel two would be your right. And channel three, your center and stuff like that. When an amplifier gives you an 80 watt rating per channel, means that it's throwing out 80 watts per channel. But split upon five or seven channels, it kind of gets diminished. So you want to always look at, like as as that as a, a basic, a fundamental for uh, the power ratings. You don't want to actually get into details about uh, how much, uh, like I need this much and power and stuff like that. No, it's an about approximation of what each channel does for a set speaker or whatever. Uh, then again, if you start buying speakers according to uh, your power ratings, then you'll never get anywhere. Start off with a basic and then either get some, you know, you want to always have the best power, the most power for any given speaker. It's better always to overpower speakers than to underpower them. If you underpower a speaker, then you're like kind of sending it a distortion signal. Anyways, more on that later about speakers and stuff like that. But for now, we're going to go back to the AVR with the 4K, 1080, do I get a 4K, do I get a 1080, what's the 4K, like I was saying about the TVs, you have to think about the future, like a lot of more stuff is going to be coming out in 4K, uh, a 1080, it's basic, I'm saying everybody has it, TVs, like the channels you watch now, or every uh, Netflix movie you watch, has 1080p, so that's the standard of quality that we've been brought from the past, you know, before it was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was, uh, there was a 720, there was the 1080, there was the 400, I don't know if you guys remember that, that that's the different qualities of, of picture that you would get. So, why get a 4K? Is because you know that it's going to be the best quality. And what these AVRs do, actually upscale the video to a 4K picture. Not really like a natural native uh, 4K picture quality, but we'll bring it as close as possible to that. So we're just going to enhance. If you don't have a 4K TV, well, then you won't get a 4K picture quality as well. And you can notice a difference. Like back in the day, like when we went from DVDs to Blu-rays, there was that quality jump. Well, this is the same thing from 1080 to 4K. Okay, so you have to like if you once, but once you go 
to let's say Blu-rays from a DVD, like you don't want to go back and watch a DVD because you're like, oh, this picture is all grainy and it looks all fuzzy. And but well, that's that's the biggest reason why everybody's taking the jump from like 1080 to 4K is because that picture quality. You want to go back. You know, you you're like so content with having such a clear picture that you don't want to really get back into. I can't watch this. It looks too fuzzy and stuff like that. So yeah, 4K is the future. And if you could get yourself an audio video receiver uh, of 4K quality, then just just go and do it. Like don't even think twice. Just say yes, I want to go 4K. Never mind a 1080. If your budget doesn't uh, isn't capable of getting one of those, then stick to the 1080. It's still a great picture quality. It's also gonna be you no know, better. It's not the same as a uh, cable box feed because that signal is very very uh, not distorted, but I would say it's very split and it's not like a straight stream. So, uh, do I need great speakers to go with an AVR? Uh, you don't necessarily need that because uh, coming from a guy who started off with just two regular speakers, you know, and like an old school 5.1, I'm sure at your parents' house back in the day, they had a bunch of speakers, you know, these old school big box looking things, you know, it, it was, was enough. It was enough to enjoy for a beginner. You know, as you go on, you start changing stuff slowly but surely. It becomes just way better, and you'll you'll understand what I mean by that because it's very uh, it's very personal. Like you have to enjoy this stuff to to actually understand what I mean. It's not like uh, you're gonna put a bunch of like desktop speakers and like okay, you know the ones like Logitech's for your computer thing. It's not really something of a sound system. They do have all those all-in-one boxes, you know, like Bose has them, Yamaha has, has them. Uh, even you can buy some Blu-rays out there nowadays, like coming all in the box. Like you have like five speakers. This is like a thousand watts and whatever. That could be ideal for somebody who wants a bit more power than a soundbar, you know. And don't forget, soundbars just give you a two-point. They have the 5.1 soundbars, but like it's not the same. The sound does get bounced off your room and make it sound like it's a 5.1, but it's not an actual 5.1 surround. The five speakers around you to fully put you inside a movie or whatever. Uh, the source. Don't forget, this is the basic and most important information that I can possibly give you. Is that the source is of main importance. Whether it's your the Xbox, your Netflix, and stuff like that. It's whatever picture is coming out of your actual source. That's what counts. Like I'm, I said before that it's going to upscale your stuff. Like this AVR is going to turn it to like a 1080p, uh, 4K quality, whatever. But if the f quality of the feed is coming in that is garbage, then don't expect your uh, your AVR to actually amp it up and be like, oh my God, this is a beautiful picture. No, it's that's not right. It's going to make it even worse. Uh... Netflix, another thing that you guys probably didn't know about, there's a setting for Netflix. If you go on, not on your phone, but actually into the uh, on the internet and whatever, you log in and stuff like that, uh, there is a different quality. There is 4K quality with like heavy streaming that you can do. Yeah, it costs a bit more a month, but you'll get that actual better uh, source. That That's kind of, the, yes, the movies are bigger, you get more bandwidth. I'm sure that you guys all have unlimited downloads. You know, uh, upload speed, download speed, stuff like that. You know, not capped at a certain uh, gigabytes of download, whatever. So, but you pay more for it. But I would do it because, like I said, the better quality, the source, is always a greater picture. When it comes down to uh, to your Xbox and stuff like that, 
if you have the the Xbox One, the Xbox uh, One X, or whatever the PlayStation, you know they they do give out a 4K signal. So make sure that is turned on in the settings because it's it's uh, you'll see a big difference. I'm telling you. Uh, how to connect all this stuff all together? Well, like I mentioned in the last episode again, that everything goes from all your sources, your Xbox, PlayStation, stuff like that, cable box, goes all into the back of this AVR, and from the AVR it goes to your television. And this, like I said, one plug to the TV and everything that's, if hidden, if possible, in your uh, TV uh, TV stand, or uh, if it's, I'm not saying wall-mounted because you can't really wall-mount these things unless you have like a shelving unit or whatever, but it's, uh, it can keep things a lot cleaner instead of plugging every single source to your TV. Uh, the gauges, like the, the HDMI cables, do I need better HDMI cables to connect to this AVR? Uh, there are different cable qualities, believe it or not, not just the ones you go buy at the dollar store and expect to have, you know, there is, if you want a 4K connection, well, you need at least a, gr- a good cable that's capable of streaming this high bandwidth from your uh, your uh, source to your uh, audio video receiver out to your TV. And the newer TVs, they actually recommend you to get one of those cables that have like a 16 or 18 gig uh, bypass for all the, the content going through it. Because it does send HDMI cable does send uh, audio and visual, so you need the speed. You need the, the cable that's capable of sending this information from the source to the AVR to the TV. So uh, that's what we'll talk about this on another episode. But for now, just get yourself some good gauge cables. Read on the box that it says at least 18 gigabytes, you know, of uh, data transfer. All right, calibration for these things. What are the different settings you guys can use on your sources to enhance this? Well, first of all, there is a uh, setting on your Xbox, if you guys don't know about this, and you guys are probably like confused on what it means. There's like Bitstream, PCM, Compressed 5.1, 7.1, uh, what to set it at. First of all, you always want everything. If you do get a, an AVR, what you would have to look for is just the sound, clean sound going to it. You don't want anything to do any of the conversions for you. Because what happens is, on your Xbox, when a source is being played, whether it's Netflix or if you're putting a movie in or like a Blu-ray or whatever, the Xbox will do the encoding for you, send the signal from the Xbox to the AVR, and then the AVR will convert it again, and then send the signal out to your speakers. Why is this not a good idea? Because you want your main brain, your AVR, to do all the coding for you. The higher, obviously, the... The signal being sent, whether it's a Dolby uh, digital signal, Dolby Atmos, a DTSX, you know, that's what you want the main brain to do. So you want to just send the actual, whatever, the Blu-ray, okay, let me, let me start again. The Blu-ray itself has different, uh, has different sounds, different sources. I don't know if you notice, but when you're playing on your uh, controller of your Blu-ray player or your Xbox or whatever, like on the setup menu, you'll see uh, 5.1. 7.1, uh, Dolby Atmos, uh, DTS, whatever whatever the case is, right? So that, that Blu-ray will obviously send the signal to your Xbox for that to either be decoded or have it sent straight from the, the, the disc itself directly to your AVR. I know it sounds a bit complicated, but it's I'm just trying to give you a bit more details about what it does. So what you want to do basically is have it go from the Blu-ray, let's say, straight to your AVR, and then that AVR is going to detect, oh, okay, the signal of Dolby Atmos is coming in, or Dolby Digital is coming in, or DTS, whatever. And then that's going to send a signal, it's going to be decoded, and send the right 
uh, sound to the right speakers in its in its vicinity. So 5.1, 7.1, 7.2, all these things that I was mentioning in the last episode. Like I said, the first number is the number of speakers set on the floor. The second number is the number of subwoofers you have. And the, f- the third number is the amount of height speakers you have, whether it's on your half walls between your ceiling and your side wall or just your in-ceiling speakers on top. So when looking for the AVR, am I going two channels, five channels, seven channels, nine channels, blah, 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 13, whatever. Ideally, what you want to do, if you're just a guy who likes music and you have to get an AVR because obviously it has a better quality sound, you want two speakers and maybe a subwoofer. So it's 2.1. So basically any amplifier does this. Any amplifier. Any amplifier. Because uh, two channels is very basic, you can even get yourself a two-channel amplifier and be happy with that. Why do I suggest going at least 5.1? Well, 5.1 gives you a full uh, enveloped sound. I know some people don't have the rooms for this. Like to put five speakers on the floor is kind of hard, but let's talk about more catering to people that want a surround sound. Five channels, one subwoofer, you got yourself a sound system. A surround sound sound system. So you have your LCR, which is your left, your right, and your center. You have two side surrounds and a subwoofer. All right. So this is how you start a surround sound sound system. Why do I want to get one of those? Is because if you've ever been in a movie theater, I'm sure you guys all have been in a movie theater. It's like you're part of the movie, right? You're sitting down, you're enjoying all these things, a plane's flying by your left ear, you hear the sound only to your right side, or gun bullets are flying across your head, or whatever, you hear them on both sides, from behind you, from on top, and stuff like that. It's like, why wouldn't you want that at home, right, without spending that $20 a ticket? Well, you can have this in the comfort of your own home. But, like I said, some people just can't afford it, or I'm not saying can't afford it, but I'm saying their budget doesn't uh, let them you know, experience this kind of stuff where they have kids around, they have dogs and they have cats and stuff like that. So they can't really uh, just buy all the speakers and leave them laying around on the floor. I understand, you know. So uh, you can get the basics, the basic speakers. I'm just not saying you have to get like the tower speakers or those big guys that, you know, come from, you know, they look like they're the giant towers of five feet by six. You don't have to get all that stuff. You can get basic, like I said, the little... Bose has a uh, little you know, little speakers, they come all in one box and stuff like that. You can start off with that. But once you start off with that, you want to upgrade. It's like it's a very good idea to upgrade. You know, you don't even have to get the, uh, the, the AVR. Like I said before, that there was the Blu-ray that came with all, all sorts of uh, uh, speakers included and the amplifiers included in the Blu-ray player. So you basically pop in a, a movie and bang, your sound is all there. So that's a good start. I'm not saying it's not a great idea, but it's not a bad idea either. Depends on your budget. So what speakers do I need? Ideally, we're going to go with some tower speakers for your friends, right? Because all the sound comes from this front of the wall and all the everything else is all put like on a surround. So we start off with a left, right and center. Your biggest, biggest, biggest purchase I'd say for that would be a center channel. Why a center channel? Because that's where all your dialogue comes from. Uh, all your your main sound, like I said, is off your front wall. So if you have a good center channel, like you won't have to like pay attention really. Like, oh my God, what is that person saying? So if you have to spend some money, 
like get a good center channel then you can not cheap out or skimp out but you don't have to get the best left and right and surrounds and stuff like that they do have uh, like a lot of deals in certain places where you can buy like an all-in-one like I know there's a place online if you look at it if you're in Canada it's called Gibby's uh, electronic supermarket they're, uh, there's a, they're a great site you know they're Canadian they always have some deals they put you like a basic package together with an, uh, an AVR and like a basic 5.1 you know so that's uh, something to look into if you want to they have uh, they, they, they kind of give you uh, the basics uh, some people will go into the into this looking as and do I need a great speaker like what's the best speaker out there everybody has different tastes everybody has different tastes why do I say that because I have a different taste compared to uh, some other audio files that would have uh, like oh yeah I need this kind of a speaker for a certain reason because I find uh, this sounds more natural this speaker here sounds more bassy or the treble on this one is uh, you know it's very well equalized in the crossover itself for movies like I'm let's say I'm more 80% movies, 20% music. Like, I do listen to music, but I like listening to music in headphones in front of my computer. Whereas some people like to listen to music in their house, you know, like uh, in their living room or whatever. They'll just put around the music and they'll like go in another room and do something else. So they'll think about having a different kind of a speaker than I would when I watch movies and stuff. I need that, like, not brightness, but I need that, that high-pitched, uh, sound that comes out at you at like when you're watching a car scene and you hear crashes and stuff you don't want it to be subtle you want it to be dynamic you want it to hear it in your face I know it's kind of a crazy thing to say but I like a bright speaker and bright but I said like high high highs you know I like bass as well don't get me wrong but I like that dynamic feel of a speaker and I chose to go with Klipsch because Klipsch first of all they, they are, you don't have to throw a lot of power at them and I'll talk more about this soon, about the whole power rating and why. Clear uh, speakers are very sensitive, so you don't have to throw a bunch of wattage at them when you're looking at an AVR receiver. Like, you don't need, like, oh, I need, like, 250 watts. You kind of do, but you don't because the speakers are sensitive. So you put up the volume a bit, and it gets loud really fast. Whereas some other speakers, you really have to crank your, your volume up to get a bit of sound out of them. And that's on sensitivity, which I'll be talking about after. So why clip speakers? Clip speakers are there. They have many different varieties of speakers. I'm saying every company has uh, a low end, um, medium end, reference end, and a high end speaker. So you can basically go to a store, like you can go to Best Buy, and the speakers are all there. I'm not saying you can listen to all the kind of speakers you want, but you can kind of get a feel for what they sound like in store, and that's the only way that sometimes you can. Uh, you can actually test the speaker out like what sounds more comfortable to you and uh, uh, to me those sounded the best at the time whereas now it's like you know would I upgrade or would I not want to upgrade I do but I don't anyways enough about me so you can go to your nearest Best Buy you can go to a Santra Hi-Fi you can any speaker there's a, a place here in Montreal that's called uh, Filion Electronics they have all kinds of high-end speakers you know you can test them out there but they come with a price point once again I said clips because they're not the most expensive speakers and they're fine but there is also like Yamaha's there's JBL's there's there's a ton of brands ton of brands which brand suits you if you can't really listen to them in store you don't feel like listening to them in store I would say Google review it 
research, research, research. I listen to this kind of music. What kind of speaker do I have to go get? Well, for you to go get that speaker, yes, I know it's like a blind eye purchase. You're just going to go there and buy it, I guess, then bring it home. But then again, Best Buy has a 30-month warranty. If you guys didn't know about this, you can bring anything home, a TV, a soundbar. You can bring speakers home, test them out. Do I like them? If you don't, well, hey, send them back and get your money back and pick something else. That's all I can say. So, subwoofers. Why do I need one? Do I need two subwoofers? Do I need three subwoofers? Do I need four? How much do you like bass? How much do you watch explosion? Do you watch action movies? Action movies, horror movies, space movies. Those are the kind of movies that you want that feel that that feeling of rumble, you know, whether it's in your back and your chest under under the couches or whatever. It's something that you need but don't need. Where people are listening to jazz music, you know, you don't really need that crazy and high bass. But a subwoofer makes everything come together as well. When you hear explosions, like I said, or like a suspense movie when something is coming up or creeping up behind you or whatever, that little vibration sound that comes from the floors or whatever, that's really cool to have. And I think even in like music, you still do need that subwoofer to, to like I said, make everything come together. You just don't want to have speakers playing. There are some speakers that have big woofers. You know, the, the Obviously, the bigger the woofer size on a speaker, the more bass you'll get out of that speaker. But also, this comes into a crossover on your calibrations in your AVR. Do I need large or small speakers? Once again, you want to have your front sound stage, which is your left, your center, and your right, be big. Yes. Why do I say that? Is because sound, like I said, primarily comes off your front wall. So you want to have tower speakers. You want to have stuff that's big in the front, you know, to give you that power. The left and right channel speakers, I'm talking about a 5.1 here. Because if you go 7.1, 9.1, you know you have little speakers behind you. But towers is the way to go in the front. Like tower speakers are floor standards, floor standing speakers, which are, uh, you see the pretty big boxes that are like half your height and they're just like oh, the size of a kid maybe, just running around in a corner. But that's what gets where your sound comes from and that's what you need. On the side surround walls, you need don't need big speakers. You ideally need small speakers because I said there's not much sound that comes. It's more for a uh, immersive experience. Whereas, like I said before, bullets are flying left and right, and you want to have a, a you want to have a speaker next to you so you hear it. Or if in the back of you, if you go into a 7.1 where the actual bullets are gonna fly behind your head, or if somebody's screaming or you hear some debris falling, it, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, there's also nine. You can go up into the into the nine speakers in between. Or if you want to go into the 0.4 at the end, like I said, let's say a 5.1.4, 7.1.4, there's ceiling speakers. You add ceiling speakers to your uh, AVR, right? And it, that sound is called Atmos. Okay, Dolby Atmos is a uh, coding, whereas when the movies are playing, a plane is flying over your head, while the signal is being sent to your overhead speakers, your in-ceiling speakers, to make it seem like there is a plane flying over your head. When it's raining, you hear the rainfall on your head. It's it's really, really, really crazy. Do you need all that stuff? No, I'm just talking for the big budgets here. But I'm saying it's always an idea to have in your head. Do you really want to be in that? Are you enjoying movies that much? Do you really need this stuff if you're just watching music? I'd say no, of course not. You're still okay with a five. Uh, uh, sorry, a 2.1. But in a 5.1 uh, channel system, you could have just two speakers playing. You don't have to have all the speakers playing. It's just an add-on, let's say. All right, so to recap, what is an audio-video receiver? It's your brain of your system, right? 
why do we need one well we don't need one like i said but you actually get need to get one to actually get into a 5.1 surround sound or if you want to just have a, an upgraded sound instead of a sound bar you decided to go with some floor standing speakers some speakers on the side of the wall just something to get more into the movies uh something to get uh, a better sound for your music or whatever uh also we went back into we said that uh, the pros and cons were yes bulky uh yes a lot of uh, connections involved in the back and stuff from uh, your other different kind of sources um what to look for, uh, good power ratings, you know, you want to get something with at least a 85, 80 watts, 90 watts, 100 watts would be the ideal thing to do, but if you can't, like I said, wattage it means money, the more watts you go per system, obviously, I know that's how they're rated, believe it or not, it's like the more power, the bigger the amplifiers inside to push speakers, well, the more money you're going to spend. Do I need a 2, 5, 7, 9, 14, 27, 386 channel? You don't need any of that stuff. If you want to go basic, you start off with a 5. If you just want to listen to music and not, you can't put speakers all around your, your room, well, hey, stick with a 2.1 channel. But I said every basic uh, budget or whatever uh, amplifier, AVR, does come already with 5.1 channels. You know, so you can spend money on a 2, but why? I would say go for the 5.1 and you're future-proof. You can later on get speakers and stuff like that. Uh, the versatility of it, meaning that you could uh, start small and then go big. You know, you can use the same amplifier and just change your speakers. But what happens is you start changing your speakers, then you have to change your amplifier because you want better sound. So that can be like another con to your, uh, your AVR. Do I need great speakers? Mm, not necessarily, but you can start small and then upgrade your speakers and, uh, and go big. Uh, later on if you will choose to do you need a good tv well like i said in the last episode 4k i think is the way to go you should actually look into that you know even if you get a basic uh 4k uh tv that's not expensive it's fine start off with that you'll understand what i mean we spoke about the dvds upgrade to blu-rays and then the blu-rays and the 4ks you know that's uh that's something to look into uh also uh, the source we spoke about source why is the source of uh, your video coming in where is it coming in from why is it uh, a good thing because it has to be of good quality to send out better quality from your AVR to your television always want the best think about that how to connect again the stuff everything plugs into your AVR and then from your AVR it goes directly into your TV so the calibrations on stuff like that, you know, it's really not something that's uh, then that's necessary. But all new AVRs have a button you can just press, a little microphone that you put in where you're going to be sitting in the room, and it does all the calibrations for you. So that's obviously it's very automated. It's very easy. It's not something that you have to do. You have to pay attention to by actually going into the uh, into the settings. And there is a more uh, way of going about it. You know, but that's we're gonna talk about that in another episode. I'm just giving you the basics of what an AVR does, what it's about, why you should get one, why you shouldn't get one, stuff like that. So uh, the settings for the different sources we went through, uh, meaning in your Xbox, there is always that bitstream out, PCM, compressed, all that stuff, digital Dolby. Always let your source send directly to your AVR and make the AVR do all the coding for you. All right, so just always set it to bitstream out. You always want bitstream out. That is what you want. If you have no other options, like I know if you go into your Bell 5, I know we're Canadians and I'm talking to you uh, from a Canadian perspective. Bell is one of our biggest distributors here. So you will have to uh, go into the settings, click 5.1 surround. In the uh, Videotron, if I'm not mistaken, there is PCN or Dolby Digital. At that point, it 
I know the, the quality is not great or whatever because it's not a really an expensive machine, so it doesn't do all the coding for you. It just sends out a signal that says either PCM or Dolby Digital. If you can't put Bitstream out, I guess go with the PCM. All right, on the Xbox when you're watching Netflix on your Xbox and stuff like that, which I would uh, I would always watch Netflix off my uh, Xbox. I don't go into my TV because the TV has also uh, decoding as well, so that can obviously send a signal to your AVR, all depending. And it's like it's another step in between that you don't you don't need a middleman. You need to go from the source straight to your AVR and make that guy do all the decoding for you. All right. Uh, I didn't talk about this before, but external amplifiers, because you can obviously send uh, a signal from your AVR out to another amplifier. Let's say you have like an older amplifier. Back in the days, we had the tube amps and stuff like that. Well, you can send a signal from there into another amplifier to power speakers. But like I said, this is more into detail. We'll talk about this another time. All right. Uh, what I have as a sound system here, I'm running currently a 7.2.4. So seven speakers on the floor. Well, not on this side of the floor. I'm saying I have them on the walls and stuff. But I have a 7.2. I have two subwoofers because I had one subwoofer and it really wasn't enough for me because I like that bass and the stuff. It really punches you in the chest when you're watching a movie. And then I went into the Atmos. I went into the heights, uh, the ceiling speakers, which gives me like that whole uh, that rainfall effect and stuff like that, which is just awesome. It's like once you listen to it, it's just amazing. It really puts you in the center of the movie. Uh, it's, it's it's really something else crazy. All right, uh, speakers. Uh, we covered uh, why do we need multiple speakers, you know, uh, you really don't, but it's a good idea to start with a 5.1, like a basic, just five speakers on the floor and a subwoofer, uh, just to get you going with that surround, to make you understand what it feels like to be in a movie. Uh, if you're a mu uh, mu music lover, sorry, uh, that you only want two speakers, that you'll listen strictly only to music, you don't need five channels. Right, you don't need the five speakers or whatever. Just a two-channel left and right speaker is more than enough, you know. But the amplifier will come with 5.1 most of the time, so you can just use two channels of that and have it play in stereo, left and right. That's it, and a subwoofer if need be. Uh, you, you can also uh, get a boxed uh, Blu-ray player, 4K Blu-ray player, whatever, all in one. Comes in a box. We take out there's five speakers inside. You place them wherever you want. All right. Uh, it's a good idea if it's budgetable yes you can do that way but I suggest you start going into like separate you choose your own speakers you can mix and match whatever you want you know uh, but if you can only afford or budget yourself for a uh, all-in-one box go the way go that way uh, left and right your big floor standing speakers or something that you would need right like because that's where the sound comes out from at the front and yes spend money on a center channel if you have a tiny center channel that you can't hear the vocals you can't hear the voices you know in a movie uh, the distinctive uh, middle of your room that's where everything comes out has to be good has to be so of quality I did the same thing I ended up uh, not spending as much money on my left and right towers but I invested in a good center channel and I was really happy with that because I know I know that I've gone to people's houses I've listened to certain movies and, and you're always turning your ear towards the center room to try to understand what the person is saying or in the scene or the TV show or whatever because I couldn't hear what the, the, the clarity of it so always invest in something like that uh, we spoke about sensitivity per speaker right the higher the sensitivity on a speaker the less power you want to throw at them 
therefore it being a cheaper uh, way of going into a clip speaker because of their higher sensitivity when you're reading up on uh, specifications on certain speakers look for sensitivity uh, it could be it could help you a lot you know and if you don't have a higher uh, amplifier a higher powered amplifier per wattage and stuff like that like I was saying if your channel only spits out 80 watts well if you get an 80 uh, lower uh, sensitivity rating on your speaker well you're gonna find yourself really cranking the volume in the in the floor just trying to get some sound out of these speakers but then again when you're going higher into the, your uh, volume range if you're trying to max out your volume at all times you know you get this uh, distortion signal which all sounds and stuff like that well put it this way when you're in your car and you listen to music when your volume is maxed out in the end like it, it kind of doesn't sound good it just sounds distorted and it's and that's that's very damaging for speakers, believe it or not. That's why a lot of speakers blow or and stuff like that. So you're gonna have to to pay attention to that setting. Like you know, lower wattage, get higher sensitivity speakers. It's a balance, you know. Once we get more into detail about how speakers work and stuff like that, well then we're gonna we'll talk more about uh, why the different speakers with different power ratings. Subwoofers. We spoke about subwoofers. Why do I need one? Do I need two? Do I need four? You don't need them. Or you can just have one little one just to give you more of a feeling of like an action scene or something like that. Or if you're playing and watching a movie or whatever. That little rumble uh, makes you feel like you're part of uh, an explosion or something like that. Alright? So, do I get big speakers? Do I get small speakers? Uh, for your front setup, I would go with bigger, speeder, bigger speakers, left and right. You know, because like I said, all the sound comes off the front wall. I know I keep on mentioning that, but I'm saying it's something that you guys should look into getting for your front. Bigger the speakers, more impact and sound from the front. And then you can get smaller speakers for the sides where the stuff comes flying around you or whatever. So uh, that's basically what a surround sound system uh, basic is. You know, the brain of your system is your AVR. You're going to have to look into that. You know, if you have any questions, uh, don't feel free to, to ask me about it. I said my email in, in the, uh, in the uh, previous episode, you know, uh, if you need any question, you have any questions about the speakers or anything about the AVRs, you can feel free to to email me about them. We can go back and forth. All right. So, brain of your system is your AVR. Keep looking into it. If you uh, if you look for power, I know. Look for your budgets. There's some good deals all the time on AVRs. You know, audio video receivers. There is stuff that you can uh, always connect to it. Like, you know, get the Bluetooth ones also. If you want to connect your iPhone to them or your Android, whatever. If you want to send music through that. It's it's always a bonus, you know. You don't always have to play something uh, that you have to plug into your uh, amplifier. So Bluetooth is a good way to go as well. They, and some new audio uh, video receivers, the AVRs, they have obviously also Spotify included into them. They have uh, uh, some other apps. I don't know exactly what kind of apps they have across the board, really. But there is some apps that you can just play music directly off it. There's also different zones you can play it, so you can hook up stuff from your kitchen to the AVR. So that's an also an extra bonus. So uh, maybe you should guys uh, should look into stuff like that. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you very much.